0: May we pray together. Our Father, we thank Thee for all the emotions that have come to our hearts tonight and all through the day as we've heard the great themes of the gospel sung and spoken to our hearts. We thank Thee that Thou hast given us a part in making earth more palatable, more heaven-like, recognizing we can never fulfill that task until we see the Son of God and we enter into that glorious city. And so we do get homesick from time to time. Looking forward to the time when we will sing the song of the soul set free in reality through all the realms of glory. We thank you that also you've given us the opportunity of investing as we go along the way Investing with a song, with a smile, investing with the tithe in our talents and our time, given on the altar of God, that the work of God might be blessed, and that souls would come to know Christ here and to the ends of the earth. We thank you and ask the Holy Spirit to move tonight in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. D.L. Moody once said, it is a mistake to regard the sermon as the only important thing, or even the main thing. There is often more gospel in gospel hymns than in the sermon. Song carries the gospel into many hearts the sermon never reaches. That certainly is not to undermine preaching, because God hath chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that would believe. Ira Sankey was D.L. song evangelist. He said one time, I'm glad to be only an armor-bearer for my beloved friend D.L. Only an armor-bearer, now on the field, guarding a shining helmet, sword, and shield, waiting to hear the thrilling battle cry, ready then to answer, Master, here am I? Surely my captain may depend on me, though but an armor-bearer. I may be. And concerning music and the choir, Ira Sankey said this, the choirs in churches should consist of Christians and be directed by a Christian musician. And further, I don't feel anyone is competent to lead church music who isn't sufficiently interested to attend Sunday school and prayer meetings and be involved in winning the lost. The power of God is necessary in singing as in preaching. Choir practices should begin and end with prayer. The end of church music is to lead sinners to Jesus, to quicken and awaken devotion, and to glorify God. Deportment of singers should be in keeping with the house of God. Choir conduct has much to do with the success of preaching whispering, talking aloud, writing notes, passing books, heads down reading something and the like distract terribly. Such deportment grieves the children of God. Furthermore, when a person sings in the choir, he ought to stay there, not get up and go out even to sit in the congregation, unless the director tells them all to do that. The Bible has so much to say about music. In Psalm 137, the people of God were commanded to sing the songs of Zion in a foreign land. They had hung their, willow, their harps on willow trees, and they said, how can we sing the song of the Lord in a foreign land? In Psalm 77, six, he giveth songs in the night. In Psalm 32, seven, he speaks of the song of deliverance. In Psalm 33 and Isaiah 42, sing unto the Lord a new song. And in Psalm chapter 40, verses one, two, and three, this was the testimony of David. I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings he hath put a new song in my mouth even praise unto our god many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the lord in isaiah 35:10 the ransomed shall come with songs and in colossians 3:16 let the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Some advice and counsel to those who are the sweet singers of Israel and the singers in the Lord's church, be faithful, be a follower of the director, be dependable, somebody that can be counted on, be loyal, be holy, be gracious. Be audible. Sing loudly enough to hear be heard. Be benevolent, thanking others for their songs. Be compassionate. Sing with a message. Be dependent. Somebody is listening for God to sing through you. Be enthusiastic and expectant. Be a healer. and be innovative in the music. Someone has said this is what music means. They've made an acrostic on music. The M standing for metrics with meaning that measure our character and honor His glory. The U unifying the body, the soul, and the spirit in ultimate glory to God, whether it be Liebestrom, go down Moses, or Handel's Messiah. The S standing for soul searching and ability to ban depression, overcome despair, and temper temptations. The I, inspiring the best in man to overrule the base that is man's nature. And the C in music, Christ-centered because he is the one who made music. A universal language is music, the massage of the heart, the assuage of the grief, the neutralizing of rebellion, the soothing of the soul's storms, the initiator of actions to service, the call to men against evil and sin, and the uniting of men as an army against wickedness and for righteousness. Now, with all that in mind, remember the song, Without Him I could do nothing. Without Him I'd surely fail. Without Him I would be drifting like a ship without a sail. Without Him I would be dying. Without Him I'd be enslaved. Without Him I'd be hopeless. But with Jesus, thank God I'm saved. Jesus, do you know Him today? You can't turn Him away. Jesus, without him, how lost I would be. A little while ago, we heard the strains tempted and tried. We're often made to wonder why it should be thus all the day long. While there are others living about us, never molested, though in the wrong. And the writer of that melody, the writer of that text, caught something of the human need that all of us have. We are so prone to the temptations and to the things that would almost strike us down and lay our honor in the dust. And how good that God gives us song in the night. And how many times people have sung that song just to remind themselves that when they're passing through the valley of the shadow, whether it's the shadow of pain, the shadow of disappointment, the shadow of illness, the shadow of despondency, Further along, we'll know all about it. Dr. Criswell tells the story of a man over in the Green River Association here in Kentucky who had lost his wife. It hurt him deeply. At the memorial service, he had the choir come together and in their uncultured and untutored way, they sang that wonderful song, that the butler man gave us tonight when we see Jesus coming in glory when he comes from his throne in the sky then we shall know him and we'll understand it by and by the lyrics of these great songs have spoken volumes to hearts all through the years and I'm so glad that today we had so many people cooperating and coordinating The music to present to us songs that move the heart. One day, we're going to be in the presence of the Lord. Brother Robert sang about that. The Sounds of Heaven sang about that. When they talked about heaven, I think that's the most beautiful song they sang. Jesus is what will make heaven worthwhile. I'm kind of homesick to see the Savior. There's a dear lady in the hospital right now. I do not know how long she'll be here. She's in her 80s. I went to see her several times this week. And here's what she said. She said, they, they think that I'm gonna die. And she said, it's all right if I do. Some of my family think that I've sort of given up, but I haven't given up. I want to live as long as I can live. But she said, I'm looking forward to seeing Jesus. And I'm looking forward to the loved ones that I've known and lost for a while. And I look forward to seeing them again. Now that's the way I think every believer feels. And the scripture we read a moment ago describes heaven. Heaven. When we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, He comes in and cleanses us and forgives us. He becomes a personal friend. To be saved means that a miracle has happened in our lives. It is not simply seeing Jesus out there and we say, well, I think I'll try to follow Him, and as long as I follow Him, I'm I'm all right. But if I stumble and fall, He goes on and I just have to be here and There's sort of hopelessness unless I can get back and start following him again. That isn't the way it is at all. To become a Christian, a person must receive Jesus Christ inside of him. It is the same kind of analogy that is given for human birth. In order for a woman to conceive, to bear a child, she must receive the seed inside of her. In order for us to become a Christian in order for us to be saved we must receive the seed of the Holy Spirit within us if that has not happened to you then no matter how many times you've been baptized or how many churches you've joined you're not a Christian you're not saved you may try to live a Christian life you may enjoy the songs we sing you may even enjoy the fellowship and the company but if you've never received the seed of God inside of you then you're not saved. You're not God's child. And heaven is not your home. And you do not have the song of the soul set free. David said, He hath done something in my life. Listen to what David said. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined unto me and heard my cry. Before a person can be saved, there must be that realization in his heart that he needs something it does not have. He cries out from his soul to God, Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Now the words may not be that. We're not saved by saying a pet formula to God. It is not so much the words we say as the heart cry. Inside of our soul we reach out and say, Lord, I need something. I need you. And I know that Christ died on the cross for my sins. And I ask you to forgive me and save me. And that's what David did. And listen to what God did for David. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. David said, Because he has saved me, because Jesus Christ has come into my heart, I have a new song. And it's not something that I just get up and sing and everybody applauds. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's more to it than that. It is not simply a performance. So many times, the people of the Lord put on performances. I'm glad our choir doesn't perform, it sings a message. I don't think we have any soloists that come here and perform. I've known some that have done that. But the Christian life is not a performance. It is a ministry. The Christian life is far more than just a song or just a passing fancy or just turning over a new leaf. The miracle is that Christ comes into our hearts he cleanses us. He forgives us. And as a result, God puts a new song in our life. Now, you may not be able to carry a tune in a bucket. You may say, Well, I couldn't ever get up and sing like the choir did today. I couldn't ever get up and do what those soloists and the groups and so on did. Couldn't get here and sing like these butler men. I couldn't do that. But that's not the point. The question is. Is your life a song so that many shall see it, not hear it, but see it, and be glad? Now, when you have the song of the soul set free, that's the kind of life you have. That's the kind of song you have. Oswald J. Smith, pastor for many years of the People's Church in Toronto, wrote these words, and A.H. Ackley set it to music. The fairest of 10,000 is Jesus Christ my Savior. The lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, he is all my glory, and in this heart of mine forevermore I am singing a song of love divine, tis the song of the soul set free, and its melody is ringing, tis the song of the soul set free, joy and peace to me it is bringing. Once my heart was burdened, but now I am forgiven and with a song of gladness I'm on my way to heaven. Christ is my Redeemer, my song of songs is He, my Savior, Lord and Master, to Him my praise shall be. When He came to save me, He set the joy bells ringing, and now I'm ever singing, for Christ has ransomed me. Once I lived in darkness, the light I could not see, but now I sing His praises, for He has set me free. Angels cannot sing it, this song of joy and freedom, for mortals only know it, the ransomed and the free. Slaves were they in bondage and deepest misery. But now they sing triumphant the song of liberty. It is the song of the soul set free. David said, he had lifted me out of a miry pit. And he has set my feet on solid rock. And he has given a new song. And many shall see it and be glad. Now when we get to heaven, and some may be going earlier than others, we do not know. One day Charles Fuller received a letter. They often sang the Pearly White City, Brother Jim, on that broadcast. Sometimes they'd sing, this world is not my home, I'm just passing through. And a lady wrote, dear Dr. Fuller, I've just heard your broadcast. And I was so blessed. You sang about heaven. Next Sunday, when you're on the radio again, just remember that the letter that you receive is from someone who will be in heaven next Sunday. We do not know who's going first to heaven, but we need to be prepared for that wonderful city. The city of heaven. God has described as streets paved with gold, walls of jasper. There's no sighing. There's no crying. God himself wipes away the tears from our eyes. There will be no more pain and there will be no more death. For the former things are passed away. Now that's heaven. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. And Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Here we sing these beautiful songs and rightfully there's hardly anything more encouraging than hearing the song of the redeemed I love Christmas I already am playing Christmas music in my car on that wonderful tape recording that uh, our church has made available to me and I listen to that Christmas music it reminds me of heaven yesterday we had a wedding in Nashville Brother and Mrs. Ron Chilton's daughter Julie, who grew up here in our church, got, got uh, married to a wonderful young man named Joel. And they had the front of the Park Avenue Baptist Church arranged in a whole galaxy of beautiful, beautiful candles. I don't know how many, it looked like there were a thousand. There probably weren't that many. But when I walked in that auditorium, and Brother Bob Mory and I walked down to get ready to come in for that wedding. I was overwhelmed and I thought, I said to Lana later, this looks like the gates of heaven. All those wonderful lights welcoming us home. And that's what heaven is going to be like. We'll be welcomed home by the lights of glory. And there we will sing the song of the soul set free forever and forever and forever. Free from all the bondage, free from all the fears, free from all the weaknesses. Free from all the temptations. Free to love and be loved just like God loves. Won't that be wonderful? But right here in this time of preparation, when we receive Christ as our Savior, God wants us to have the song of the soul set free here. He wants us to sing that song not just with our voice, Thank God for those who can sing eloquently. But he wants us to sing that song with our life. A life of holiness. A life of godliness. A life of concern. A life of compassion. A life of care. And many shall see it and shall be glad. How many in Bowling Green have been glad because we passed their way? Because we ministered in Jesus' name. Because we lifted loads and brightened roads. Because we came to somebody who was bent under the awful load and bondage of sin and self and lovelessness. On their way to separation from God. And with deep love and concern and tender compassion. And divorced from a holy attitude. We just got down where they are and said God loves you. And I love you, and I want to tell you about somebody that can change your life. That's God's will as we sing the song of the soul set free, and we live the song of the soul set free, and we live all of these wonderful songs that have been sung today. The main purpose, the main line, the main train, the main theme is to beckon people home to heaven and tell them that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And my friend, if you're here tonight without Jesus, you can come to him just as you are. He'll cleanse, he'll forgive, he'll save. And God wants you to do it now, not later, but now. There's an urgency to this invitation we sing, an urgency. Some have sat in this very auditorium and heard the invitation for the last time. Many years ago, there was a visitor that came to our church, and she sat in the middle section of, with a friend. And I noticed during the invitation, the friend spoke to this one and encouraged her to come. As we often do, I ask the people to bow their heads, and I ask for those who were concerned and God was dealing with their hearts if they'd like for for us to pray for them. And this dear lady lifted her hand. I pressed the invitation a little further. She did not come. The next day, over on Kentucky Street, right here in this city, there was a terrible accident. And this precious lady that was in our service the night before was involved They took her to the hospital unconscious. After a little while, they said she is brain dead. I stood there. Oh, God, I wish I could say another word. I wish I would pled a little bit more urgently Sunday night. Oh, I wish I had. After a little while, she slipped into eternity. I had her visitor's card right here before me. For many years right in this pulpit to remind me that regardless of what some may think or say when we come to that invitation hour a holy time we're dealing in urgencies we're dealing in a time when somebody may be experiencing for the very last time that glorious invitation to come 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 and be able to sing the song of the soul set free and that may be true in your life tonight. And if you're without Christ, let me urge you to come to Christ tonight. And if God has spoken to you in some way, we step out for Him now. May we pray. Every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment. Our Father, it's been so good to be here in God's house tonight. We thank you for all we've experienced. And we pray that we'll give liberty now to someone. Who has been thinking and considering coming to Jesus we pray that God's hand shall be upon that one and he'll he'll draw him to Christ tonight in the name of Jesus we pray amen may we stand please 240 249 just as I am without one plea but that thy blood was shed for me O Lamb of God I come to thee This is God's invitation. If you need the book, it's 241, 249. And then look at me a moment. I thank you for listening. My heart is really concerned tonight for some people that are here. You're right on the brink of going away from God. God has already given you the song of the soul set free. He saved you. He's changed your life. But you're dabbling in sin. You're dabbling in the things that hurt the heart of God. Things that will cause your song to be a discord. But God can change that if you're willing. It means you need to step out for Christ and come and say, by the grace of God, I want to serve God. I want to live for Him and honor Him. Maybe you can do it right where you stand. Don't even have to come forward. But if God impresses you to come, you ought to come. There are others here who are lost. If you died tonight, you'd, go, you'd, you'd be separated from God. You'd go to the place Jesus called hell. Terrible place where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Don't run that risk. Come to Christ tonight. He loves you. He wants to save you. I plead with you to come to him. And there's some here that have heard God tug at your heart for service. He wants you to live a song of the soul set free in such a way that others will see it and be glad. God may want to use you in Africa. God may want to use you in Japan, in South America, in Bowling Green, in New York, in Chicago, wherever. Are you willing could you come tonight and say, by the grace of God, I want to take hands off my life and I want to do what God wants. There are others that ought to move your membership to this church and become part of this fellowship. And while we sing, would you just let Jesus have his way and step out for him tonight? God help you to do it. Come just as you are.